Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kingdom Conscience Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Selena Gilbuy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Listen, I want you to visit our website. Have you yet? TheKingdomConscience.com. I need you to go there. Tell somebody about it. We've got our podcast there. We've got some merchandise there for you to purchase. We would absolutely love it if you would go and visit and tell us what you think, okay? Now let's get into today's conversation. Come on, let's go. All right, again, thank you so much. This person that is our guest today needs no introduction at all. If you've been around the church at all, if you've been around praise and worship, you know her, but I am going to say without question, she's one of the most influential music minister leaders in our time. Grammy nominated choir director. She serves on the board of directors for the music and worship department for West Angeles Church. I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm just so elated and honored. Thank you. Welcome, Dr. Judith McChristy McAllister. <laughs> Thank you, Selena. It's my honor to be with you and with all of the people watching. God bless all of you. Wonderful. So we're going to get, we're going to delve right into our conversation. I noticed that uh, I read that you um, said one of your, one of your goals is to really use uh, education and music and to um, help promote the kingdom of God. So that's kind of really our focus for today. Kind of what I just want you to teach us teach teach us you are above all i believe a bible scholar and and that's one of the reasons why i love you so much your music is so filled with the word of god Absolutely. and that just pulls on my heart that's something that i love and that i desire to do one day so let's go back for a minute though yes. um how did you get started tell us how uh dr McAllister got here Oh, my goodness. By the grace of God. <laughs> Brother Kurt wrote a song, By the Grace of God, I'm Here Another Day. Yes. And it certainly has been by the grace of God. Um, I am just so honored and elated to have the opportunity to serve in the kingdom of God um, through the vehicle that he has given of worship, of praise, of music, um, and in that order. Okay, worship, mm. praise, and music, because worship is more than music. Worship yes. is a lifestyle, right? Yes, yes. And praise is our weapon, and praise doesn't necessarily have to be do music, but or, or be music, but uh, it certainly uh, lends to music. And mm. then music, of course, we know the art form. So I thank God for the opportunity to serve in that way. Um, my formative years, oh my goodness, we're gonna go way, way, way back. Um, high School of the Performing Arts, um, my, my musical background, uh, that's the, the high school that they um, um, did the movie Fame about. Mm -hmm. I, I went to that school. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I was a music major, classical piano. Um, went to the State University of New York at Old Westbury, uh, Oral Roberts University, Anchor Theological Seminary, so many uh, Manhattan Bible Institute, and it list goes on and on and on and on. Wow. Um, but I, I would say that my understanding and my revelation, the revelation that the Lord gave, um, came when I first stepped foot on Oral Roberts University. And for anybody that's ever been there, uh, that place is 
excuse me, Dr. Or, uh, Roberts, or we call him Uncle Oral <laughs> at the time, uh, was so visionary. He had such a vision that even in the late 60s and 70s, that place was still looking futuristic. Mm. And so it opened up my just even stepping foot on the grounds. Not even before we had a chance to, to hear anything about God or go to chapel, but just stepping into something that uh, was a vision in somebody's mind really helped to open up some things within me. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, having the opportunity, of course, to study there and to fellowship with uh, people that were of like minds and like faiths uh, really helped to forge the understanding of what worship is and worship was. Now, here I am, a classical Pentecostalist, uh, Pentecostalist being thrust into an, an evangelical type of, it wasn't really all evangelical, okay? Mm -hmm. But that that kind of, um, you know, where we used to, have you tried Jesus? Yeah. You know, yeah. we bring the sacrifice of praise, which is like right. the cult of class, right? <laughs> but um, it was there that I learned um the rudiments of worship i recall is when i first met uh, miles monroe mm. and i used to attend a church on the north side of tulsa uh called Northside christian center pastor hill and he had him as his guest really not a big big church it was probably about at that time maybe about 250 people okay and he came to the church and um he taught on the levels of worship levels of praise Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I had heard anything like that. I uh, at that time I used to take notes in a uh, in a yellow uh, legal pad, something like this. Okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I sat there and I wrote and wrote. And wrote. <laughs> yeah, I wrote and wrote and wrote. Before journals, right? Before mm -hmm. the little pretty journals, mm -hmm. I just had these, and um, I wrote all of those uh, levels and the scriptural references and the um, just the revelation that he had was so uh, intriguing to me that I went back to my apartment and I studied those words for praise for about five days straight. Now I don't advise anybody to do this. <laughs> I stayed out of class. Oh, okay. <laughs> I took off from the entire week. I took off from class. I got my concordance, I got my books, I got that pad, and I studied and studied and studied because it, it, I never heard anything like that in my life. Mm. And uh, that is what just solidified it within me. And, and then when I came back to the we bring the sacrifice of praise, I came with another understanding, right. I came with another revelation. I understood what was taking place. Okay, so. God used that to be the foundation so that when I met Bishop Blake, was he? Yeah, he was bishop at the time. Um, uh, he actually met my husband who picked him up from the airport because at that time um, I was one of the television singers for the All Roberts, um, uh, the Richard Roberts live show every day. Oh, wow. Five days a week we were, yeah, we were in the studio. We were um, uh, singing. We were the singers, of course. Okay. And so uh, my husband, or uh, he wasn't even my fiance. I don't think he was my fiance at the time, but he was responsible for guest relations. And so his, one of his jobs was to pick up the guests from the uh, airport, make mm -hmm. sure that they were in the hotel and everything, make sure they were good, pick them up the next day to bring them to the studio to be on the show. So that's where he met Bishop Blake. 
And Bishop Blake asked him, he said, hey, do you have anything to do uh, after graduation? He said, no, I think I'm gonna stay in Tulsa. And at that time we were working with, or he was working with uh, Carlton Pearson. Mm. And uh, um, uh, he said, no, you know, so Bishop said, you know what? I want you to come out and just kind of look and see what you like, if you like, you know, this environment. And so we got engaged maybe about a couple months after that. And of course, if he's going to go someplace, guess what? You're going to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so when I arrived at West Angeles, uh, uh, I had the same feeling that I had when I got on the grounds of ORU. I knew something impactful was going to was going to happen. But God used that foundation to allow me uh, to have understanding for when I got to West Angeles, Bishop was teaching a lesson, a series on the Tabernacle of David. Mm. And in that series, he talked about the fact that he saw a time when the people of God would have uh, worship restored to them and that it would not be a, 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 um, uh, singers and groups and choirs that would hold hostage the worship of Jehovah, that the people would then begin. And so God used my experience at West uh, at uh, ORU mm -hmm. exposed to um Miles Monroe and that teaching to grow me up so that by the time I got to West Angeles, I was then able to uh help in 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 the in the in the way of taking the vision that was in the pastor's heart and bringing it into realization. Mm. And so everything that I am at this particular point, you know, is is a result of just God just you know, the grace of God, just making things connect. But the explosion took place when I, of course, came to West Angeles Church and uh, sat at the feet of Bishop Blake and he would pour into us and uh, he would tell us what he wanted to see happen. And then I'd have to go back and say, God, how do I make this happen? Because at, as you know, at that time, uh, early 80s, we as a people, we weren't standing in worship. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. We weren't doing that. And, and now so it's so common. It's like, what do you mean? Y'all didn't do that. You know, when yeah. I tell some of our young, younger, yeah. uh, my mentees, I'm like, what, what, does really, did that ever exist? Oh, absolutely. Because even at West Angeles, uh, there were people that were resistant to it. Mm -hmm. They didn't want it. They didn't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, I remember one lady coming up to me after the service and saying, don't ask us to lift our hands. Don't ask us to stand because we're not white. Those were her exact oh, words. Oh my goodness. Exact words, yes. And so there was the concept and the and the mentality uh, that this was something else than what we did. And that, um, again, as you talked about education, was mm -hmm. one of the reasons why we started the symposiums, to bring education, to bring awareness, to bring mm -hmm. revelation to people so that they'd understand that God is the one that desires this of us and we should give it to him uh, without any reservation. Right. And, uh, it, it, it is um, a, an extension of our love for him when we do worship and, and devotion and, and have these kind of things. So that's just a little snapshot into the trajectory oh, of awesome. where I have been and how I have uh, got, um, come to this place. Such a rich, rich history you have. I mean, this is amazing to even have this opportunity to sit with you 
um, I'll cherish it for the life of my life. <laughs> but when I when I um, reached out, I had this idea of the sound of the kingdom. When you talk about all of your influences and how it, it to me, it sounds like the Holy Spirit was really just, you know, he 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 took a hold of you and and had you, you know, missing class and and studying those words because he was doing something. Yeah. He wanted you to. Um, just be innovative and really change and influence the way we worship what you did. And when I think about what you did for the church of God in Christ as a, as a musician, a music teacher, or just a lover of music. And I believe God has called me, you know, to worship as he, he wants all of us to, I know, but um, you, you brought such a regal, just, transformative way of worship it 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 really was a new sound and regal is the word that comes to mind every time i think about how can i describe it it was it was an innovative sound that you brought to the church so can you speak to that was that was it intentional was it something that um you know just your influences came out um can you speak to that a bit absolutely um the last sentence you just uh, quoted, uh, everything within came out. Mm. Um, uh, I, I often think I, I, I would say, you know, Lord, I'm different. I, I don't I can't sing like that. I can't do that. I can't. And it took me a long time, honestly, Selena, to accept and to embrace my quirkiness, my difference, my um not like others isness <laughs> trying to hold back tears because <laughs> you are hitting home <laughs> it, it took a long time for me to do that because of the fact that many times within the church we have a tendency to make people cookie cutter we want everybody to preach the same we want everybody to sing the same and we all end up looking the same you know i was thinking about this the other day for young people that are so rebellious against authority Mm -hmm. And against, you know, I don't want to be like everything else. Well, you look at them and how they dress and they dress in all the same, yeah. you know? And so there's something to be said of that. But I, um, I, it took me a while to embrace that, to embrace my my loud voice, my wide vibrato. Um, it, it, it Because it, yeah, again, we have a tendency to try to put people in a box, and if you don't fit in that box, then you're not received or you didn't get the house. I mean, you know, God told me one time, he said, don't worry about getting the house. Worry about getting me. Me. Oof. Yes. And if you get me, I'll take care of the house. Yes, 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 yes. And yes, from that Lord. day on, from that day to this day, I'm never worried about if people get up and shout and dance and go ahead. I'm not. Mm -mm. If I please the heart of God, then God will minister to his people. Yes. And that's it. That's it. I think we put too much pressure on people, especially in leadership, mm -hmm. to try to move a crowd. Mm -hmm. It's not that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to move God and God mm -hmm. will move the crowd. So, yes, you asked me, um, you know, about <laughs> just the sound. Um, yeah. There is a sound and I, I, I equate that with my teaching on the shofar. And how the shofar goes through uh, various stages and cycles uh, to be able to do 
the job that it had been created to do. And of course, we know the horn of a shafar is made from an ox or ram. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, uh, when it is extracted from the head of the ox or the ram, there is a lot of cartilage flesh <laughs> mm -hmm. on the inside. And the only way you can get all that flesh out, guess what, is to be put in hot water. Oof. Wow. Okay. And it is put in hot water the first time. And then the, a, a wooden instrument is, is taken and well, it can be wood or it can be a metal instrument, depending on the kind of, uh, uh, of shell or the, the casing of mm -hmm. the, of, of the horn, but it goes in and it begins to just peel out that flesh that has been made soft by the hot water. And then mm -hmm. it goes back into hot water. And this process is done several times until everything is out from inside. And then it goes into hot oil. Oh, Jesus. All right. You, Jesus. See you see where I'm going. You see yes, I do. Yes, I do. And, and after it is anointed, it gets put up on a shelf because the oil has to go into the horn so that it, they call it, uh, they cure it. It has mm. to be cured. Mm -hmm. okay? And in some places, um, um, they actually, after they cure it, then they put it in some salt to preserve it. Some places don't. They just leave it out on the uh, on the shelf. But if you get put in salt, which is a, a, a preserving factor, you have right. the salt of the world, you, you got to go back there. into the oil. Mm -hmm. oh, back into the oil. Back into the oil. But here's the thing. The final process of a horn becoming a shofar is when the tip of the horn is cut off. How does that speak to us? Well, the ox or the ram or the, the, the sheep or whatever, the goat, whatever they take it from to make mm -hmm. it a shofar, that is the only way he has to defend himself. Uh, <laughs> that's his only defense mechanism. Yes. Only way he can fight. And so the Lord says, in order for you to make the sound mm -hmm. that I want you to make, you have to allow me to be your defense. Mm. I've got to cut away that thing that allows you to fight. I'm reminded of Jehoshaphat. This battle yeah. is not yours. Yeah. 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 God said to me, if you fight, I can. Mm. That's good. That's yeah. good. So that that sound that is uh in the mind of the one that is making the it, it depends on how you cut it. You can cut it flat. If you mm -hmm. cut it flat, there's a certain sound that comes from it. If you cut it at an angle, there's a certain sound that comes from it. So it's all in how it's cut. Mm -hmm. So you asked me about the sound. Well, yes. the sound of the kingdom. That's yeah. right. That's right. It's wow. because of the things that I have gone through, the things that I have uh, that the Lord has allowed me to traverse through and come out on the other side. And then it's how he has cut uh that 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 part that would cause that particular tenor to come when he puts his lips because see a shofar cannot be a shofar with the tip on right and a shofar is not a shofar it's a shofar but it's not useful sitting down 
the priest or the person that's going to blow it has to pick it up and put it to his mouth. Mm-hmm. And so that is our prayer. God, put me to your mouth and blow through me so that everything that you desire to say yes. is said through me. And so when you talk about the sound, I've had people within the leadership of the Church of God in Christ say to me again, to my face, there's no such thing as praise and worship. But yet now they are moving in it or their families are moving in it and their churches are moving in it. At the time when we started this movement um, way back in the 80s, there were churches within our jurisdiction that forbid uh, their members from coming to West Angeles because they never seen anything like what was happening. The power of God would hit a room. People would fall out. I'm talking about praise and worship. Yes. And I'm not just talking about singing the song. No. You start hitting that vein in the spirit and God starts moving amongst his pe- people. had never seen anything like it. And that's, now, that's now it. these pastors and their members, they're doing it too. Yes. They're doing it wrong, but yeah, they're doing it too. And so, you know, the sound of God will always establish his purpose in the earth. I'll say that again. The sound of God will yes. always establish his paper purpose in the earth. When God said, let there be light, that was the sound of God. Mm. It established the purpose of God in the earth. And so when you understand that uh, as a music minister and you go in with that mindset, knowing that the sound of God will always establish his purpose in the earth, you allow that sound to come through you. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be in the musical arena. I understand that because the word of God is on the inside of me, that when I sing, I may not be singing that word, but because it resides in me, when I open up my mouth, that word is attached to whatever song I'm singing. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. I may not be singing about healing. I may not be singing about deliverance, but by the very fact, I may be singing, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, but because of the authority of the word on the inside, it attaches itself to that word that I'm singing and it does what it has been accomplished to do. Wonderful. Okay, so the sound of God will always establish his purpose in the earth realm. In the earth, the sound of God. Yeah, the sound of God. Mm -hmm. Yes, will always establish his purpose in the earth. That is very important to keep in mind. And really my next question, I think you've you've kind of answered that. I wanted you to speak to the necessary aspects of, of music that identify that is kingdom. And I think you really have been talking about that, about, you know, the cutting away of things The, you know, really to me, I heard that as being, being completely sold out to God and everything, you know, wanting to please him with all of your being. So are there any other identifying things um, that says this is kingdom? Um, this is kingdom, uh, the kingdom sound or the kingdom music or however you want to put it. Well, the kingdom sound is the word of God. I don't get into styles and idioms and um, genres. Okay. I believe that God created every single. Now, I know people are going to be like, what? But no. yes, <laughs> I believe God created every single style, every idiom. The devil can't create anything. He can only imitate. Imitate. Okay, and so I believe that every style, every genre, every every idiom was created by the father. 
what the enemy came and did was he took and perverted what God had created. And so it is our responsibility as music ministers to go back and take back what the devil stole. Yes. Take back what the enemy meant. Now, it, it you know, people, they I, I, See, I don't want to, we don't have time to go down this road. We really <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> we don't have time to go down this road because I, I am of another belief. I believe, you know, Jesus said, going back to salt, you are the salt of the world, right? Yes. Of the salt yes. of the world. Now, the nature of salt is to go into an environment that is decaying and cease it and, and cause it to cease from decaying. That's the nature right. of salt. That's mm -hmm. why he said, if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith will it be salted, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's good for nothing that it be cast, cast out and be trodden under the foot of men because mm -hmm. it is not doing its job. Mm -hmm. So if we are the salt in the earth, God of the earth, God has called us to go into decaying places and to cause it not to decay. Now, when you put too much salt on chicken, what do you say? That the chicken is salty. Yeah. Exactly. You don't say the salt is chickeny. No, 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 you don't. What does that mean? That means that the salt goes into the environment and it mm -hmm. changes the environment without allowing the environment to change it. That's, good. That's why I believe that there can be a safe, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost musician. Mm hmm. And he can go into a decaying secular environment. Yes. Yes. Maintain his saltiness, her saltiness. Yes. Affect what's going on around them. Mm -hmm. And get God the glory. Yes. Being a witness right where they are, being a salt. Being a salt. Yes. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. And what Same I mean, and living transformed salt. Yes. yes. Saved being that's why I said it's being a salt. Being a salt. And living transformed. Transformed. If they don't mm -hmm. walk and they don't do what everybody else does, that they don't they don't, you know, it, it, it's it's such a slippery slope because you know we've heard all our lives. There's no there's a difference between light and darkness, this and that. And I get it. I understand it. Listen, I came up, I shared with you in that classical Pentecostalism. I understand it. I get it. Mm -hmm. We're nothing for it. But mm -hmm. I think what we've done is done ourselves a disservice yes. because we have stayed in the church. And the church is a salt shaker. Uh -huh. Yes. Got to get out of the shaker and into the world that is decaying. So when you talk about a sound, I believe that there is um, the sound of God is the voice of God. What does God say in his word? What is God pleased with? Um, I believe that the musician should be the one that is seeking the face of God, the, 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 um, the, 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 uh, songwriter, mm -hmm. the producer, uh, to be able to carry the melodies of heaven. There are melodies in heaven that God has yet to release to us. And it's not so that he does not desire to do so. I believe he does desire to do so and he will do so. However, it is important for us to do the work. Those of us that want to really be uh, uh, proficient, the Bible talks about Chenaniah, the, the reason why he was chosen to be the master of song, not because he was anointed, but because he was skillful. Ah. Mm -hmm. He was skillful. And, mm -hmm. and 
tells us that David brought in different people from all different walks of life to teach the priests how to be skillful before the Lord. So wow. there's an element of skill that will uh, uh, cause a new sound to be released to us. Now, if I did not have <coughs> my formative training, if I did not have um, the ability to know um, Bach and Tchaikovsky and and Brahms and Mendelssohn and, mm -hmm. and Wagner. If I did not know a lot of my, if you listen to a lot of my music, it is influenced by the classics. Definitely. Okay. And then also by jazz. Yes. My, my, my mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. I studied that a lot of, I love horns. A lot of my horn arrangements was based on the fact that I would immerse myself in high school in earth, wind and fire. Yes. And so well, what did I do? I took all of that knowledge, brought it together, sanctified it, and gave it unto the Lord. Yes. I love it. This is amazing. I'm so encouraged by your story, but not just your music, but just by your walk. This is amazing. And I think. I believe because I pray that this is going to help so many musicians, so many uh, worshipers. It's just going to help the body of Christ at large. Um, you know what? I could talk all day, but <laughs> I do, I do want to talk um, a little bit about your process in writing. I guess you kind of just told me the influences, um, but do you? Your songs are filled with the Word of God. And I came across uh, just the other evening a, uh, I guess, a little virtual workshop, if you will, you were doing with uh, Bishop Hankerson uh, a couple years back, I think. And you referred to the musician or the music being the handle that yeah. carries the word of God. That yeah. was so powerful to me. Can you expound a little bit for those who hadn't heard that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let me let me address before I do that. Let me address this one thing you said. That put music to it. You see, the only thing that can disarm you is music. That's why the enemy spends so much money uh, uh, in the industry of music because it can indoctrinate you without you even knowing it. Oh wow! Yeah, music goes beyond your psyche. Yes, it 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 tells you what to do. And so when you have the word of God that lasts forever and music married, you can go into the psyche and begin to train. Think about it. Mm -hmm. When you came up in your formative years, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, B. Uh-huh. Okay. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? No rules and laws now, right? Why? Right? Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And so when you when you want to teach discipline, when you want to teach doctrine, that's why hymns are so important. When mm -hmm. we could not read, we knew the hymns. Yes. Yeah. The hymns teach us a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and so when, when, when we move past just the and that's why it's important. Here's another thing mm -hmm. that we don't just sing empty songs. Candy, I call them uh, cotton candy songs. Yes, that have no weight that Me taste too. a minute, but they they don't do anything for you long term. 
it's important for us to have the word of God married to our music so that when the music, the melody goes in, the power of the word does as well. Mm. Okay. I love that. Um, it, in my, in my, uh, um, I believe I was talking to uh, Bishop Hankerson about the, um, the importance of the word of God again, mm -hmm. and the word itself being the end all catch all. Now mm -hmm. the Bible did not say, um, heaven and earth shall pass away, but music will remain forever. No, no it's only, yeah. only one thing that's going to remain and it's the word of God. And so mm -hmm. that in our worship services is the thing that we need to focus on. Everything has to crest toward the worship of the word of God. And we know that the word is Jesus. Yes. Okay? Synonymous mm -hmm. with the word, with the sword, with, with the light, with the speaking, all of it. It is. Yes, it's all he is the bread, he is the water, he's everything, right? Everything. Yes. Okay. So um let me just give you this little example. Just excuse me one second. Let me get this so, so I can bring this example to you. Okay, hold on. All right, yes. Okay, so this is one of my purses, my little purse, right? Uh-huh. The contents of this purse is what's important mm -hmm. it to be the word of God. Yes. This is music. The strap. The strap is music. Okay. Okay. Now, if I remove the strap, I can still handle the word. Mm. This is kind of silly, doesn't it? By mm. itself. It's useless. It's useless. It has no function. No function. I'm just putting it over my shoulder and I'm walking down the street with the strap. What? No. Makes no sense. No. <laughs> the reason that it exists is to give a handle to the purse so that the person that has been uh, designed or the person that has purchased the purse to be able to carry it can do so with a greater level of ease. And so as I attach this now, it has a purpose. Now it serves something. It can, I can do this. I can carry the word however I want to carry it. I can carry it around my neck if I want to. <laughs> I can carry it on my no shoulder. Stuff. I can put it around my waist, but yes. I am carrying the word, word of God. And so that's what music does. Yes. Music helps to carry the word. Mm. And so Ministers of music, those of you that are in, uh, whether it be in, let's deal with the church first. Those of you that are in the church, it is important for you to seek the Lord, seek the Lord. Lord, what is it you want to say to your people today? And how do you want us to respond to your word today? Really seeking the Lord, not about what is top 40 or who's singing no. what. And, you know, this is a song that's hot. I heard this. I'm going to do it. It's not about that. It's about seeking the face of God and asking him, Lord, what is it that you want your people to hear? And what do you want to hear? I believe it's time now for us, sis, that we move from uh, what makes us comfortable to what makes God comfortable. Mm. He said, 
I will sit in the praises of my people. Has the chair that we have created for God been constructed in such a way that it makes him comfortable to be able to sit down and begin to speak into our lives? Mm. And so when we talk about the sound, when we talk about music, when we talk about the handle, it all is approached with a, uh, I guess I would say, a um, an aspect of revelation. Because God cannot be seen unless he is revealed to you. Jesus said to Peter, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. you this, is, this is nothing that you came up with. I had to be revealed to you. Remember the men walking down the road of Emmaus and Jesus was walking with them and they were not, he was not revealed. But it was when he was taken up that, oh my goodness, he was revealed. And it's the same thing with worship. It's the same thing with praise. It's the same thing with a relationship with God. And that's why I don't look down or uh, have a problem with people that don't praise on the same level that I may praise. It's all by revelation. Mm. They don't have the same revelation. Have the same revelation. Have the revelation. You remember Isaiah, Isaiah said, um, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He was high. He was I lifted up and the train of his glory filled the temple. the temple. And when I saw him, then I saw myself. It was revelation. See, Isaiah didn't see himself before he saw the Lord. Mm. <laughs> so good. So and good. And then he saw the people. Yes. Pointing fingers at the people first. God, mm. look at them. They, oof. No, no, no. He saw himself. I saw the Lord. Yes. He was high lifted up. Then I said, Whoa, it's me. God, I am a man of, of unclean lips. And I dwell amongst an unclean people. I'm filthy. Mm. When you see God, you can't have you can't be arrogant when you see God. Wow. You can't. Please say that again, Doctor. Say it again. Please. You cannot have an ounce of arrogancy when you have encountered God. They, they, they don't, they, they're antithetical to each other. Arrogance and the presence of God. It, it, they don't even mesh. It's no. like oil and water. No, no. no. Oh, wow. No, you, it, it, it's impossible. It's impossible. It's like oxygen and space. They can't. They can't coexist. They can't. They can't. Wow. And so music ministers, listen. Yes. In this time in this day, God is raising up men and women of God that will hear his voice, hear his sound, be so armed with the word that when it's time to speak, God will give. Yes, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. The word and the instruction. We find this in the word of God. Jehoshaphat did not know what to do. He was fearful. The king was fearful and he set the people on a fast. And the Bible declares that upon Jehaziel and it went down his lineage. Mm -hmm. And we find that down his lineage, he was a Levite, mm -hmm. a musician. Yes came the spirit of God. I don't know if he sang it. I don't know if he said it, but this is what he said. You are not going to need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand still 
and see the salvation of God. He didn't tell the leader what to do. He told the leader what God said. Mm -hmm. And then the leader said, okay, singers come. All you singers, come on. This is what I need you to do. I need you. I, I'm appointing singers. And then the singers got together and because they had sought the Lord, they heard the word for the Lord. He is good and his mercy endures forever. And the more and more they sang it, the more and more God became uh, what they needed in that situation. And so we have a lot of responsibilities. As a matter of fact, my brothers and sisters, those of you that are musicians, I don't care if you play a xylophone or a recorder or, 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 or a harmonica. Every single one of Lost us should be sanctified, absolutely <laughs> sanctified, playing together, singing together, not trying to be heard above somebody else. The Bible declares that when the singers and the musicians were as one mm -hmm. to make one sound, that that's when the glory of God filled the house of God. Not somebody trying to get a record deal or somebody trying to uh, uh, let somebody hear the licks that they got or no, 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 no. Getting arrogant because we didn't sing my song today. Yeah, we're we're too late in the game for that. We, it's... After two years of COVID, are you serious? No. Yeah. Are we still doing that? <laughs> are we still involved in that foolishness? I, I really hope not. I really hope it's not for us to arise. And let's be the army that God has called us to be because we are very powerful and the enemy knows we are. And that's why he tries to distract us. Amen. Amen. And that's what we want to see. We want to see the glory of God come. It's, that's what kingdom is. You know, thy kingdom come. His yes. will be done on earth as it is already is in heaven. Yes. So Dr. McAllister, one more time, I just thank you so much. I mean, my... I am overflowing. I am bubbling over with joy, with just, I don't know. I'm so excited about this new season and what God is doing. Um, so I want you to tell us what can we expect from you? What's coming up? Well, I have a new single out. It's called God is on my side. It is available on all streaming platforms. Yes, I've got mine. So I'm telling you all. <laughs> Go get it. Do it. I wanted to see something changed after this podcast. So, yes, absolutely. And um, a few weeks from now, we'll be releasing a concept video for the song. I'm excited right. about that. Right. And, uh, I'm going to be doing a couple of books on worship this year. Yes. Um, that was my you. next question. We've got lifestyle worship. So. Y'all pray for me. Oh, it has please. been a fight. Yeah. And, you know, Speaking of Miles Monroe, he did say to me, um, because he and he and I were not close, close, but we were close enough for, for me to call him and him to call me. And, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and he said to me, he said, don't you die with all those books in you? Oh, yes. And uh, I, I see that it was a prophetic announcement because the fight to get this written material out has been great, but by the grace of God, God is allowing yes. it to happen this year and I'm excited about it. So we have some books coming out wow. and I'm doing some worship um, uh, master classes online through Zoom and oh, um, yes. sure you can visit me on uh, Instagram. It'll be up 
on Instagram, on Facebook, all of my social media platforms, my website, www.neverendingworship.org, one word, neverendingworship.org. And I'm just really excited about what God is doing and how he's causing um, his power and his presence to be seen even in this last day. And and I understand this, uh, Selena, that my responsibility may not necessarily to be the one on the top in front winning the awards and everything, but my responsibility is to equip those who will Mm. and understanding that function. So I'm good right where I am. I'm going to do what I need to do to help to push others um, and to make sure that that job um, is done uh, 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 to the best of its ability, that I equip others to move forward in what God has called them to do. Well, I tell you, I'm like, who am I that he's mindful of me to have this conversation? Dr. McAllister, it has been a pleasure. And I really pray that this is, can I go so far as to say the beginning of some type of relationship that God would use me in some way that we can meet again and work together? I don't know what he's doing, but um, I am, I'm willing Amen. Amen. So thank you. You have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for taking this time out. God bless you. Thank you. you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.